On the count of three, just clap into the mic. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah. I don't rush anymore to start these because <laughs> it just comes out better. I don't know. What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast, and today I have two special guests. I got my boy, Phil Massia, and my long-lost son, Matt Labrice. Yo, what's going on? What's up, guys? It's your guy, Sabino, here. And, uh... These are two very special friends in my life. Um, I met them promoting clubs. I guess is like the most simple way to say it. But we know it was like much more than just promoting clubs. But um, yeah, I know Phil for like, what, seven years now? No, more. Maybe ten years. Since DNA. So DNA was the nightclub in Astoria, Queens. Sabino comes to promotional meeting with this other kid. Richie Marino. Oh my God! Let's see if he listens to this. And <laughs> he uh, might. He might now. Yeah. So I see Sabino roll in, and a lot of the people at that time they came and gone. You know, they didn't. They didn't even stick around. But I, after just a conversation with you, I knew you were gonna stick around. You had the business mindset, and uh, that's something that we'll definitely go into it for sure. And what's amazing is like all three of us now, like we're doing different things, but like I learned so much from promoting. That I use today. Promoting, promoting taught us all so much. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, for somebody, like Phil said, DNA, Club One, Studio 35. I mean, I, we were gone by then, right? Absolutely, yeah. But uh, that's a legendary spot. Like, if you're 30 to, like, 25, you know, maybe, like, 35 to, like, 25. You had the best nights you, of your life there. Like, yeah. that, was, that was a spot that was prestigious before us, way before us, mm -hmm. and then that was a spot that, I mean, we just took it to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. So, ranging from, I think if you're, like you said, like 25, up to even like 40, you had the best nights of your life. I ever. remember the first night I ever went out was there. Like the first night, I was 17 with a fake ID. That's when you still had hair. <laughs> That's when I still had hair. And that was the first night I ever punished you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But, yo, know, from that moment, like, life was never the same. And I went out for like a year, and then all of a sudden, I just started promoting out of nowhere. But for you, those of you that don't know, like, there's sub-promoters, then there's like team leaders or people that hire promoters, and then you become like a partner at a party. So we actually like booked the DJ, like everything from waitresses to security guards to DJs. Full spectrum. Like we did it all. Full yeah, a lot of a lot of people just see the nightclub business for what it is on the outside. They think that we're just uh, we're just doing it to see women. That's it. It's easy. It's fun. And don't get me wrong. That's a part of. I it. mean, it's a part that's of that's it. That's definitely a part of it. That's definitely a part. It's of like it. you know, getting the ten free drink cards and <laughs> get, using them on that girl that Skipping you like. The line. There's a whole other side to it, and uh, I think once you actually get involved, you gain a lot of respect for the people who are uh, behind the ropes. You understand what it is that they're doing. It's it's not just cake. I mean, there's a whole big business behind it. You can take real losses as much as you can take real Good wins. Gains, yeah. And you you really bond with people. You um you gain friendships that last. I mean, 
Less than me now, even sitting here with these two squinjils, I'm still yeah. Ten, y- ten years <laughs> and, later, um, and the thing is, is that when you meet people in this scene, you know, you know the winners from the losers. Like, not know, always, I, not right away, at least. Well, but eventually you do. I've had a pretty good track record with <laughs> you guys. So, and the the cool thing is that everyone that has worked with us have all gone on to either have their own businesses mm-hmm. or be top in their organization. Yeah, a lot of people. A yeah, lot of so, people. I mean, everybody thinks that it's like a knucklehead that says, say my name at the door, but these are people who are really doing things. Yeah, it's the hustlers, man. That's what it is. It's the hustlers. Yep. It helped me run my business. It actually helped me run my business in a way different way, you know? Because my dad's been in business since 94, and I just like saw the whole marketing side that, you know, about posting stuff on the internet you know like i use my store like a like a club i'm like come to my store come to my store. like i literally pull people one by one to come to the shop but uh you know same with you guys in november i always get uh flashbacks to thanksgiving eve like so that really- was like those were the nights where i literally made the most money in my life <laughs> like so i still real, got thanksgiving yeah. money in the shoebox like for real those were the nights that we see. I mean, something that Sabino didn't mention is that we did weekly parties, and the the funny thing is, is looking back, we was eight. Uh, I started when I was eighteen years yeah, old. Yeah, I started when I was like eighteen, nights. nineteen. Yeah. You know, I started like thirteen doing tea nights, but actually running spots eighteen. And at the time that I was eighteen, I didn't have a beard. Look like I was thirteen, and I walk over <laughs> and the quaff <laughs> and the quaff <laughs> and the spiky hair. Yeah, the ice spike that they got to be and. Uh, I mean, you can only imagine now, like, how these club owners felt. You walk into a spot that a guy spent anywhere from a million to $10 million yeah. on. His last choice was to do a college night party mm-hmm. with these young-looking kids that thought they were the shit. And, uh, you know, he wants to run 25 and older night, you know, a nice night. Yeah, and, 40 and, and uh, over, too. 40 and over, Like, yeah. we, did, we did spots where we were at a teen night on Friday or college party on Friday, and... Uh, Saturday would be like a 40 and over, so. Absolutely, and I mean. And then some people went to bold nights, like the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get. You get that guy, you get that one guy in the corner with the blazer on. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to lie, to let him, not let him in, but. No, nah, but it was cool, it was a real cool transition, and um, a lot of times, I mean, I say this openly, I don't care, a lot of times for us to get these nights especially the age groups that we did, which was mostly like 18 to 23. Mm-hmm. I mean, these were owners that were kind of on their last legs. Yeah. And, and these nightclubs... We were the last have... resort, pretty much, because yeah. who would want to do that kind of party? And, you know, we did some big guests, too. We did, like, French Montana, Huge Lloyd guests. Banks, yeah. Robin S. Big we can keep going on stuff. and on. I mean, back when Jersey Shore was... The thing. Sammy. We had Sammy. Yep, I, mean, I remember that. We had Drita that. from the Mob Wives. Yeah, Drita was I mean, dope. Big Ange, all of them, man. Big Ange, what's Renee? Renee. Yeah, we did that. Yep, absolutely, that. absolutely. And Phil's Phil's boy, Captain. <laughs> yeah, Phil. <laughs> he had a he yeah. had a one. He was a one hit one. He was one hit one. Yeah, like what was the dope. song he sang again? Uh, I don't even know to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was Phil's boy, though. I had to pick him up from the airport. And then some some hotel in Williamsburg. Yeah, I remember that. that. Funny. You know, we started doing uh, that party, Imperial, right before like Williamsburg really got that boom too. Yeah, way before. L- like, couple a couple years before, like 
Nobody was going out in Williamsburg, and we were getting 700 to 900 kids. A line that literally wrapped around the block on yeah. a nightly basis. That wasn't the MySpace days. Like That was the Facebook days. That was Facebook. It was on the brink of, you know, Twitter was around. It was definitely on the brink of Instagram. Like, Instagram just started. Instagram just started, yeah, yeah. Like, that's when you just had, like, you would post six times a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was before the stories. That's when... That was before, before, the, before the locations. Yeah, every day. All that. that was before all that. that. And, uh, I mean, actually, since we're going there, we might as well speak about where it first started. Like, when I first started promoting, there wasn't such thing as social media. I mean, it was text. It was, well, it was MySpace. It was MySpace. I mean, yeah. your day, I remember MySpace. And that's like something I wanted to get into is like in today's world, I just, I don't really even enjoy going out. And I don't know if it's like just where I'm at in life now or just the scene itself. But like, I remember when I had MySpace, when you would send an event, it was like official. like, And then you posted a bulletin and, you know, you looked and you had messages. It was like. Those were the days. Absolutely. That I was mean, before my time, though. <laughs> yeah. That was before my time. I that can't was lie. We had men in diapers. <laughs> Matt just missed that, probably. <laughs> that was before me, man. Now, I was like a freshman at when MySpace, but I remember like the people that had like 8,000 friends and. Your top eight. <laughs> your top eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, posting the, the clubs, the club pictures the next day, the next two days. It meant something before it got annoying later. It's like, it's just like email. It's like Instagram. Like when you're first, first on it, that's what's hot. And then yeah. eventually everybody gets on. You got to find new ways to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember like how Facebook, when uh, we used to do the event invites, it was like 20 people making the same event. Yeah. Literally all 20. Yeah. Years. And at the same time, it's like, yo, you got to make events. You got to make events. So the thing like, is, I don't even think it got annoying to people. I just feel like at a certain point, they just knew where the party was at and they didn't want to be reminded again. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it really came down to. But I, at the same time, I don't think they realized that that was essentially our job, right? To make mm. those people aware, even if. Yeah. Absolutely. But it, you know, it, kids these days don't have something like we did. No. Like I look at kids that are 18, 19, 20, and, you know, they're not. There's nothing. It's just bars, bro. I mean, yeah, you need a fake ID to go to a dive bar, pretty it's just much. A bar. Or... Yeah, that's it. There's nothing out there. No, times have changed big time. I mean, you gotta you look at it this way too. Like when we were younger, we enjoyed that. We enjoyed getting dressed up. We enjoyed going out. I remember going to a teen night. I mean, there's no such thing as alcohol. You buy a girl water and you hope you make out with her. But <laughs> then you... Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, you know you graduate and then uh, 18 and over parties and then. 21 overs and, and a constant, constant battle that we had to deal with was is that obviously in the nightclub industry, guys don't get into places easily, even when you're buying bottles. Mm-hmm. The girls have the upper hand. And trying to throw, well, we mm-hmm. did throw the best 18 over party probably in New York and mm-hmm. trying to get the girls to stay there versus going up to the next level. Yeah, overs, exactly. That was a constant battle. That's when we got the even younger girls to get the face <laughs> to, to go. <laughs> You know, shout out you know, the, the crazy thing is, it's like now these 18, 19, 20-year-olds can get into the primetime spots in the city, no problem. Yeah, but it's all about spending money on a table, though. Yeah. See, like me, I don't like going out anywhere where I don't know somebody. Because I just feel like I, I got to go there, like, getting ready to get, like, hit yeah. over the head. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get duped, 100%. Like, you know, bar tab, $200 a guy. Yeah, and, it's crazy. And it's like, that's cool, but 
You need to have 10 drinks then to well, do and, that. And, and knowing you, you're not having 10. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. I'm lucky to have two. You get drunk off the neck of a Corona. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's why I like working at the clubs and not having a drink. You yeah. know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. You, when you're on the other side too, like... You, you don't have you don't go out you don't spend like that you at you are you're facilitating the party yep and making sure everybody's being taken care of you know yeah it's a it's a big like what we did is is a moment in time I'll never forget and it was huge I mean going off of the different runs that we had with Imperial mm-hmm. even doing Sabino was involved in the Spanish night we had yeah. on Friday we had a Latin night it turned into a Spanish night like we yeah. started we were promoting like this uh, dance party like a lot of DJs we were getting were like from 98.3, right? 92.3. 92.3. <laughs> <laughs> too much one. Yeah, too much one over here. Matt brought the Merlot. But, uh, <laughs> the 92.3, we had like, what was the name of the station again? 92.3 now. Yeah, uh-huh. so we had like guys like DJ Toro, David S. Uh, Spanky. Spanky, like. Yanni. Yeah, Yanni is dope too. Yeah, that was a squad. Yeah, Vic Latino was dope too. Yeah, yeah, so Vic Latino. Oh yeah, Vic Latino was dope too. And you know what? Vic Latino is the OG too. Like, even older people know who he is. Yeah, he's an OG in the game. And then we we tried to always do things that were different. Like, like once a month we did a performance or something. Absolutely, we had the violinist, we had the percussionist. We always did something, and we're always crafty with uh, with the amount of. You know, the amount of things that we had going on. And just the people from every, every single zip code that mm-hmm. squatted up to create that event. Well, that, yeah. that's like when we used to, like, make these parties. We would get like, okay, yeah, we need two promoters from the Bronx. We need two promoters from Long Island. Yeah. So we'd have those, like, you know, 30, 40 people from each neighborhood come. We mapped it out. Yeah, We sat at your much. table and we mapped it out. Yeah, we pretty said, much. We said, what squid geo can we get now? I'm just joking, but... But honestly, it's, it takes. Nah, a, it is. It is pretty close to that, though. You know. It takes a certain kind of person to to be a promoter, and I say that I say that looking up because you can't really care what people think. You can't care about posting. You can't care about status updates. You can't even care about being a little annoying. At the end of the day, yeah. you're giving these people some of the greatest nights of their lives. You definitely have to be a little annoying to be a promoter. Course, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to have good people skills. You know, like another thing we attacked. I remember was uh, you know booking the birthday parties. Absolutely, <laughs> like going on Facebook, going in the calendar. Okay, whose birthday is this month? And like just mapping it out, like hitting everybody up personally and saying like, "Yo, come to this club. You know, I'll give you a free bottle of champagne." That's what it was. It was you know five dollar free bottle of champagne. Bring your fifty friends. <laughs> but when you do that, I, I feel like doing that. I, I built, and I know you guys probably feel the same. I built some great relationships just off of constantly hitting people up and being that quote-unquote party club. Yeah. You know, I, I have relationships still that are going on today that were formed either at yeah, Imperial or Stereo or Dublin or like wherever the case was. You know. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. For sure. You know, and when we were doing this stuff, it was like, I remember we did like a lot of monthly parties and. Like, we had, like, a thousand people in a party. Where do you see that now if it's not, like, a major headliner? Like, if it's not a ballroom, where do you see that? Nowhere. Like, there's no mega clubs left like that. No, not at all. You don't even see 1,000 in and out at some of these primetime spots in the city. Like, you might see a thousand people at Brooklyn Whiskey, but... (laughs) (laughs) Not even, right? No, places... In and out, in and out. In and out on the whole weekend, maybe. Friday, Saturday. Just don't bring like camel, ain't in camel there. Go hard. 
<laughs> they go hard. I got denied like going in there like five or six times. It's like they just, I think they just don't want me to go in there. That's it's what like, it is. Like, oh, you're wearing a white shirt, no logo. Oh, you wear it like, all right. I didn't know this was a beauty runway. <laughs> Let that play work for you. Yeah. Yo, that's, maybe we should start talking about bouncers, bro. We got a fair share of dope bouncers. Like security guys? Security guys, yeah. Well, getting them on your side is everything. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, that's the, chicky, the chicky, chicky, uh, you know, the little greases definitely uh, get them on your side. Yeah, you have to Money pay to talks. play. You pay to play, basically. Yeah. And, uh, but it's easier that way, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that goes for bouncers. That goes for... Anything everybody. in life, that yeah. Goes, that goes... And the nightclub scene, like, people don't realize that there's so many moving parts between the promotion, the DJ, the entertainment, the shot girl, the bottle waitress, the owner. We didn't even, we never even talked about owners yet. Like, yeah. not every owner's The best name. owner in history was Zibby, though. He was. Rest in peace. It's a big no. Zibby. Yeah. Zibby was uh, the owner of Imperial slash Stereo when we did that party. And, uh, I give them a lot of credit because a lot of these owners, they're good guys, but they do it for the wrong reasons and they kind of fall on their faces early. This mm -hmm. guy opened up this club, Europa, in Greenpoint in 93 and he ran for it successfully. Years. Like what, 20 something years, he right? He ran it successfully to 2012 without one promoter. Now yep. the thing is, is that when he went in on a Saturday night, they played Backstreet Boys. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget, like not to cut you off, sure. but the first night we went in there, we went on like a Polish night. And I looked at you and I was like, yo, this is never going to work. <laughs> I remember, remember that? that. Yes, I remember that. And we were standing on stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were just saying to ourselves, how can we make this work? Because it was just like that curva, curva, curva. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't. I don't see this working. But once you put your own like entertainment and you know, change the name of the party, it changed everything. Yeah, you put your swing on it. Absolutely. I mean, and the thing about, like I was saying before, with owners is that some of them, you get you get a couple good ones, but a lot of them are far from angels. This guy, when we went there, he had he had a lot of pride. He's a great guy, but he had a lot of pride. Yeah. Said, I just need you to bring 100 people. And uh, we realized that he wasn't even doing 100 people. Yeah. So um, remember our first night when we threw that we like party. 700 people. Like, yeah. In and out, 700. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that in nightclubs, you don't get many parties that last for longer than even six months. Yeah. And we had that spot for three years. That's mm -hmm. one thing about two us. nights, two nights, two nights a week, two nights, six, and going on three to years, multiple parties, other nights, and then holiday events, which we'll get into. Yeah, about Noah, system. Yeah. Those are all crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, when you do what, a party, what was the one on uh, Queens Boulevard? Rain. It was. Rain. It was, it was, it was <laughs> what was it? Real, then real place is called Exotics or something. There's a strip club that we turned into like a one-off, fuck, teen banger, <laughs> like a one-off like thousand eighteen-year-olds. We were good at branding, basically. Yeah. <laughs> we were good at hanging up banners. Yeah. This Crazy. is the name of the club now. Absolutely. I mean, we we used to go early for those spots, like Thanksgiving Eve. We would start shopping. Like six rooms. months ahead. Yeah, six months ahead. And we would book entertainment three months ahead. We had a whole entire promo. And then mm -hmm. that night, we had no choice but to make it successful because we were working for three months mm -hmm. to yeah. make it a success. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said when we were sitting down, like, we're not playing anything for Thanksgiving Eve or anything. Because, like, those were the days, man. Yeah. Like, so, just, I remember the, like, whole thrill of just selling tickets. and. Well, nowadays, everything is digital, but... 
back then we didn't send online ticket invites. We went like person hand by to hand. person yep. collecting cash and and you just just to paint an image. Like if you're selling a ticket for forty bucks and you're a promoter and you sold two hundred tickets, eight thousand dollars. You got eight thousand dollars in your hand. So I some had kids a, I, never held five hundred dollars. Exactly, you don't really? even have the bank. Like you know what I'm saying? It's 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 wild, and you have to trust them too. This is money on the street. Yeah, I have some crazy stories from those days. Like, remember when uh, <laughs> when I left with the money on Thanksgiving Eve? Yeah, you tell me. I remember it. That party was. That was the greatest party ever. That party was absolutely crazy. Then, I, I literally just saw a picture of me on stage that night the other day. In your memories or something? <laughs> in my literally, in my memories, I had to send it out. It was crazy. I remember that event. Um, there was a big GM working at System at that point that had worked in the city at the time. So she came over to System. We had our meeting. We look like we're, like I said, we're like 21. I look like I'm 15. And I sit down in front of her, and she goes, what do you think that we're going to do for this party? And uh, I said, I said we're going to do 1,000 people. And she basically laughed at me. Yeah. And I said, make sure you get a security guard. Yeah, she didn't have enough at, security at guards. Least, at least 12. And she goes, no, no, I think I think we'll just start she, it at like maybe like seven, maybe maybe we'll see how you do. She wanted to like save the money and absolutely. And, and then uh, what happened the night of? It was it was WrestleMania. <laughs> I had oh, a hairline. I had a hairline. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> look at that. Crazy. But uh, are you guys going out in today's world to clubs or no? I mean, every every now and then, like I, I think the best part about being in the industry is that you still know people in it and mm-hmm. that goes down to the whole relationship and networking aspect so like there's times you know i'll get invited out here and there but other than that man i'm retired from the game bro <laughs> if you hit up evan hit evan's up, my go-to i'm yeah. glad he answers you he don't answer talk me. about that spot all right <laughs> but uh, yo it's funny because you know phil's a year older than me matt's two years younger than me and i'm 28 so you know, this is like 10 years ago that we're doing these parties. And speaking of Evan, he was like a 40-year-old, the only 40-year-old promoting what 80-year-old, what 18-year-old. And it was funny because he was that gray hair. Is like he would sit on the meetings with Absolutely. with us and, you know, the owners would love him because of his gray hair. Yeah. And that just goes well, to show. The craziest part is that he was really good at what he did, though. Like when he was at the door and stuff? Yeah, he was, he was fucking good. Yeah. And he built a relationship with these people. I mean, yeah. like everybody knew Evan. Everybody, everybody knows Evan. Everybody yeah. knew him. <laughs> Whether for the right or the wrong reasons, but yeah. you knew him. I mean, yeah. no, I give him credit. I, credit I, I know there's definitely one girl in Queens that knows him. And back to another Thanksgiving Eve story. Some girl comes to the front door <laughs> and she's like hysterical crying like, oh, I don't know where my bag is. I lost my phone, my wallet. Can you turn on the lights and close the music so I can find it? And Evan's like, hey, you want me to turn it off? Give me 10 grand. <laughs> and, the girl, oh, no, right? and the girl was just like sticking the middle finger like, fuck yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I have that. Whenever I think of Evan, like that's the first thing I think of because that was like that's such one of the funniest, funniest things I've ever comment. seen. He was a character. I mean, another Thanksgiving Eve story is back to that party at System. We packed that thing over the gill so much that the fire department came, the fire marshal came. And then uh, one of the things that I taught Sabino was that whenever you have a party and we have a cash register, which we did, we had a high register mm-hmm. that night. 
We had a, probably over 1,500 people there. Uh, whenever you hear the, you know, the sirens, I always told him to take the money and I would go meet him later. And he took me literally to the max. Yep. He left the premises and went back home yep. a good five miles away. Yeah, like 20 minute drive. And I'm in the club and the DJs and everybody wants me to pay them. <laughs> I got gods <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> See, that, that was before the Venmo days. That's when yeah. you needed the cash. Yeah. You needed the fazools. That's when he came back with his fault. With the... With the... My dad, like, uh, gave me a escort. Like, he had the... He had the the Glock with him ready to go. Out, that was so unnecessary. Like, but it makes the story better. What was the point of that? He just had that shit ready to go. Like, yeah, nobody's touching this. He money. was waiting for that night. That night, was, it was coming. Oh man, that's great. There's some people missing in this discussion. I want to quickly shout out yeah. your brother Nikki, AJ, Steve, Nicole. Okay. Some, the, list, the, list, the list, yeah, we'll definitely think about this part two. The list could go on and on, but we were legit like a family. Yeah, that's what it still was. Lost, still on, man. We're still off. Yeah, for sure. But like, it all started from, from that party from promoting. Grind, from the grind. It's Absolutely, crazy. yeah. We saw something more than just what people saw on the outside, and that's what's special about it. So we figured, you know, the, and the thing that people have to understand too is that this isn't all like uh, fun. I mean, we we had our we yeah, had, we had our disagreements. Oh, 100%. We, 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 oh, of course, had, yeah. We had our times where it was hard. We that's everything. That's, that's everything. Yeah. That, that's why it's a really good precedent to life. I still mm-hmm. feel bad. You guys had to deal with eighteen-year-old Matt Labrie. Yeah, I oh feel bad God. too. Oh my God! Especially me. <laughs> Woo! Yo, Yo but look 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 at the the extreme. Like he went from the most immature kid to. Drinking wine and reading a book a week. I'm so sophisticated. <laughs> Woo! Nah, he did. He did. And, uh, that's awesome. I mean, everybody with us. So. Yeah, it's always funny when you see uh, people that knew Matt when he was young, and they're like, "What happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not life, the same." Man, life. It's crazy. No, nah, that's part of it. I mean, we had yo, we had a lot of like, we're talking early days, but. I mean, even when, even when we came, we dominated 18 overs. And then we said to ourselves, uh, it's time to dominate 21s. And that first season of Live on Fridays, that's Yeah, that was crazy. We kicked ass. We had, wow. we had Fetty Wap before he blew up. Which was crazy. Yeah, we had, we had Trap Queen story. Fetty Wap. I love telling that He followed story. you guys on Instagram too, right? Yeah, yeah, he unfollowed me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had to clean up that ratio. He had to clean it up. He had to clean it up. He, he still follows every girl he met that night, which is the crazy part. Yeah? Of course, bro. He wants to keep his timeline popping, you know? Snow bunnies. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Yeah, those those were the craziest nights ever, though. Absolutely. I mean, um, fast forward to today, there's really nothing there's in nothing Queens like or Brooklyn nightclub-wise. You have your I bars. I mean, like... Cavo now is Spice, right? Yep. Have you been there yet since they changed? I haven't. I know it's Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, but I, I see some people posted, though. The last of the Mohegans is, I got to give credit where credit's due. It's really central. And uh, the thing about- Yeah, they still got a party going on. They still got it. I mean, to really make it work, I feel, in Queens anymore, Queens or Brooklyn, you can't be one-dimensional, like just nightclubs. Mm-hmm. You have to also Have make food, it. yeah. You have to have food, and the big thing is private parties and catering. That's how you survive. And then- it used to be that the spots in the city were so, so strict. I mean, you needed 
a certain ratio of guys to girls. You, you need, need three spend. three kinds of IDs. Yeah, forget about it. And then Queens was kind of the spot that semi-strict, but, you know, you did what you had to do. Mm-hmm. Now, that elevated to the city now. Queens just, they yeah. had us to open up the doors to anybody in yeah. any kind of dress code. That's true. In the city, now I see kids who, once upon a time, couldn't get into Central. Yeah. And never even thought about it. It's because nobody's out going out anymore going now, you know? There now. Absolutely. I hate this scene now. I really do. It's different. If, you, it's, if you're not totally spending 1500 uh, Yeah, that's what rides, it is. Like, that's really when the only time I go out is when it's a friend's birthday, and now my friends don't even want to go to clubs anymore. I um, mean, I, I'm done going out with you anyway. If I go out <laughs> with you, I spend a grand. He <laughs> wants to go out that's on, cause, uh, on that's, a Monday night. We, we get a bottle each. We have a drink each. That's because Matt treats when we go out. <laughs> His yeah. pockets are deep. The, the big thing now is dinners, dinner, uh, like dinner dance parties. Yeah. I mean, also, too, you got to realize, like, it sounds so, like, preliminary, but... Back in the day, we went to nightclubs to hear the hottest music. Mm-hmm. Now you have Spotify, you have iTunes, yeah, you have true SoundCloud. Too. And back in the day, like, yeah, I'll even say it for myself. When I first started, you went to a nightclub, you wanted to see, you wanted to find girls. Or if you yeah. were a girl, you wanted to find guys. Now you got Tinder, all these dating apps. You, got so. order, you can swipe right and you can order uh, Uber Eats and you can have a night at your house and get lucky. What, what do you yeah. go to a nightclub for? Yeah, everything's you know, everything. It makes it a lot easier because you just like... Like, it's all, like, vision. Like, you see a girl that you're attracted to, you know, it just, like, cuts all the, all the BS. Yeah. No, but it's crazy, because, like, what's going to happen in the next 10 years? Like... It's going to be virtual reality nightclubs. Yeah. I'm going to be partying in Bangkok while I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, you could probably do that already, to be honest. <laughs> Some VR or like, something. Like, Vegas, you could go out and, ve- like, you could see, like, videos to any club in Vegas, can't you? Absolutely, yeah. It's all live. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing is now I feel the scene has gone this way. Like you have to be in a tourism spot. So that's Manhattan, AC, Vegas, Miami, and actually Scottsdale, Arizona is also picking up too. But if you're not in one of those tourism spots, it's really hard to have a mm-hmm. consistent party. Or honestly, instead of going to a club, I'd rather just go on a vacation because that's what it's going to cost you. Honestly, I could party in Europe any day. Those parties are way different. Way yeah. different. Way different. They're trendier and stuff. So much better. Yeah. Classy. So much better. Yeah. Girls are ten times hotter. Yeah. yeah. The, there's a big difference. The water's different. <laughs> there's a big difference. The food's different. Less uh, antioxidants. Oh, totally different, though. The whole vibe of a party over there compared to the vibe of a party here. Maybe well, you know what it is, too? I mean, let's be fair, though. Like, Europe, especially in the summertime. Because, let's say, when you party in the summertime, it's just extremely sick like Italy in summertime is the best you know you guys were just in France you guys did a world tour no (laughs) you guys where did you guys go we went well we started in we started in Paris so I didn't think Nice you went to Nice too I'll start off by saying this like I was expecting sick nightlife later on Paris Saint-Tropez Ibiza but let me tell you something you can't Mess with Paris nightlife. It's sick, right? It is insane. And a lot of beautiful people out there, right? Like everybody's tell, a tell fashionist. Them tell them night one of the story. The 300 women. I don't even remember it. Okay, so too many magnums of Dom P. Basically, we go to, uh, we oh, go to night Paris. Two, night two. Oh, night two, forgive me. We go to Paris and uh, we basically got a real nice hook out there. So we go to dinner and he says, um, 
you know, we're going to hit the club at about midnight, 12 o'clock. We're like, okay, cool, no problem. He goes, they open up at 9, but they're doing a model casting call. Oh, there you go. 300 girls, and uh, that's when we have to walk in at 12. So we walk in, there's not one dude in the place. And and the way we give comp bottles over here of like $5 champagne in Mm -hmm. New York... They give comp bottles of Dom P. That's like a two hundred dollar bottle too. They invest in Magnums. their women. Magnums, God bless. That's just when you don't care about making money, though. You're just like, Crazy. it's like you just want to have the best party. I mean, they they do it though. These guys want to be at that table with the ten French models, and they buy ten more Magnums. So I guess yeah. they they make mm-hmm. up for it. It's but, crazy. Uh, we went from there. We went to we went to Saint Tropez. We were in Nice. We were in Monaco. Then we hit... Uh, Monaco's in France too, right? Right next door. Oh, so that's what I was going to say. Right next, next door. It's a different yeah. country, yeah. Ibiza. Tell them about Saint-Tropez. Next level, bro. Yeah. Absolutely I hear about level. it in rap songs, so you already know. Absolutely next level. During the day is just a beach party or pool party. At night is in a club and it's just... Because like in the U.S., it's too expensive to do that. Like Miami, New York City, Vegas... Like, to do what you do in Europe, it's just yeah. I mean, it's a lot it was more expensive. expensive there. We were just swindling waves, you know? Like, there were mm-hmm. times we popped bottles, but other times it was just, like... Yeah, pace in, yourself. Sneaking in with girls, you know? Like, that they really wanted girls in those parties, and... Yeah. You know, you, you could tell why. The girls over there were phenomenal. One night I put a wig on Matt. We snuck in. <laughs> the IP room. He looked like a 6'5 model. The best, looking, the best looking girl there. They thought I was Gigi Hadid. Whatever. Hadid. Whatever her name is. Shout out to Gigi Hadid. I'll go to a party with her any day. I'll take her. Well, shout out to you guys, man. Thanks for coming on. Of course, man. Phil, Phil nowadays is into digital marketing. Absolutely. For anybody with digital marketing needs, he's your guy. Thank Matt's you. a public speaker, motivational speaker. The goat. If you guys like need to get people jerked up, he's your guy. <laughs> no, but seriously, he's yeah. doing some dope stuff. You're going to speak soon in uh, Mississippi. Yeah, it's Next dope. Week. Next week. It's dope. I'm excited. Well, it's this week because it's Sunday right now. That's true. <laughs> That's when this is coming That's out. True. So, yeah, man, it's dope. I can't believe you went from drinking Georgie to. You know, <laughs> speaking Steve, to the bro. young. I never drank Sambuca. I did drink that with Lipton iced tea. I'll never forget that. Oh my God. <laughs> and now he drinks wine at the bar. Yeah. Pretty much. Still gets hangovers. I do. Definitely. <laughs> oh All right, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Follow, like, subscribe. I'm going to put your ads in the bio. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys Thank so you, much. Now it's cool being on. Us. Appreciate it. And here's a word from the sponsors. Shout out to Hardcore Italians. Make sure to go to www.hardcoreitalians.com. Use special code GUI. Again, special code GUI, short for Growing Up Italian, for all special discounts. Thank you.